Hello everyone, it's Matt Miller and I've been sneaking cheese. I'm not sure I'm supposed to be eating this cheese I have right now. And I've been eating it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a little bit silly. This is going to be the silliest the silliest episode there is. I'm on vacation and I'm entering this episode as a silly man with a purpose, with a reason. Silly men with a reason. I'm talking quietly as to not wake up anyone. But I haven't missed this for like 3,000 weeks. So I always got to continue it. It is now what I do until I die. (laughs) I uh, record myself speaking aloud. Amongst a room, whatever room I'm in. That's when the the audio comes out, you know. I'm in a, a nice country home, you know, in upstate New York. It has a, a record player where you can play your records. <laughs> Are you guys getting the context of where I am right now? This, is gonna, this one's going to be like a, a fervor dream. Is that something someone says? A fervor dream? I don't know if you can hear it, but there's the bugs chirping. I've been such a city boy recently. Hearing these bugs chirping is a good change of events, you know. Some bugs chirping outside. Made some s'mores. (laughs) Oh boy, did I make some s'mores. I'm not even kidding you when I tell you I gobbled down those s'mores like my fucking life depended on those shits. Those were some of the best tasty treats there is. You ever just have a good s'more? You put it on a stick. You know, you put it over the fire. You put the, the fucking fucking chocolate and the grams, and you're just in it to win it. You're sucking down that treat like it's your birthday. <laughs> Love a good s'mores. Highly recommend s'mores. Right now I'm sneaking cheese. You ever really, you ever have a real s'mores for, on top of a campfire? Saw some deers today, you know? You ever see a deer? Doe a deer. You ever see a deer? Uh, that was a little classic hit. In case you kids don't know, that was from Sound of Music 1. <laughs> Sound of Music 1 is when that one was from. I keep looking at the freaking time right now because it's right in my face because I'm watching the levels. But I think I've been good. i got to turn it away. i got to turn it away and just continue my rambling. Continue my... I feel like if I was an older guy that just started podcasting, I would call it Continue My Rambling. And I'd I'd show it to my 57 Twitter followers be like, I just started my new podcast, continue my rambling. (laughs) Oh, man, would that do good? Continuing my rambling. My hair is all crazy right now. We're on crazy mode. I just watched a movie. You ever see that? A motion picture. A a moving images screen take. You ever see one of those? You ever live one of those? You ever? Is your life a movie? Do you live life as a movie? Are you a tested movie man who's just living life like you're in some sort of movie? 
Are there villains in your movie? Who are your villains? The bully at school? You know? Maybe your 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 own father is a is a villain in your life. He's walking in being like, What the hell are you doing in here? I'm gonna I'm gonna whoop your ass. You done fucked up this time. I'm your dad. <laughs> your dad's fucking whooping your ass every night. Is he your villain? Hmm? Is it, you're the protagonist in your movie of your life. You're a protagonist. You're walking around being like, this is my little life where I can just walk around and I'm a protagonist. You can just keep going and going. Spitting your truths across the land, you know. There's other subplots in your life with minor characters <laughs> that you talk to. Huh? Is that how you live it? Is that how you know it? I feel like this is a turn. This is a turn episode. This is, a, this is when I start getting big. This, these ramblings about movie life and your life and my life and our life as together as one. I thought I was tireder, but I'm like, I'm real going right now. I got a very soothing voice tone. Remember, I got to be quiet. I, got, I could wake up someone else, and I don't want to wake them. Okay, so we're being very quiet. This is a quiet episode. A quiet episode for everyone to hear. Quiet episode is here. You know, do some people do people watch structured programming? Programming? <laughs> you ever see a structured program? Uh, I sure haven't. I don't even trust a structured program. I only trust programs that veer off into nothingness. And then I think about how they're nothing in my head. Like, if you're listening to me talk, who's listening to you talk? You ever think about that? You ever get that deep into your psyche? You ever think about how your life's working? All right, what movie did I just watch? It was that Charlie Kaufman Netflix movie. Uh, fucking... We're going to get into it sometime. We're not going to fucking be all over the place. I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> Full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to her parents' secluded farm. Um, so this movie was just kind of like... It was like, what... How do white people express their feelings to each other? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that was what this movie was. If you really were to break it down, that might be what it means to me. Uh, it's very, it's very, it's not a linear story. It's more abstract, you know. It's got lots of twists and turns. You never know where you're at. Um, all right, let me read the plot to you real quick. Let me just read the plot. Let me let me not let me keep it keep it captivated. The story is narrated by Jake's girlfriend. Only a few months, they met in a pub during college trivia night, and Jay gave her his phone number by writing it on a piece of paper and slipping it into her bag. Several weeks later, he takes her to meet his parents. On the remote farm, she has been considering ending things, but has not told him yet. 
is a long drive, and they engage in lengthy philosophical discussions. That's true. They have lots of philosophical discussions in their car ride. The car rides take forever. I'll tell you what. If, you're, if you haven't seen this movie and you're coming into it, very long, nice car rides. If, if I wasn't high while watching this movie, I would call it a snoozer. <laughs> Snooze Fest 2020. That's my review. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me leave more of the plot. Let me see if I can tantalate you with my, my way of speaking the plot of this movie. You know, and if I trail off and I seem like I'm doing nothing, it's because I'm in a freaking house in the country and we saw deers. <laughs> we saw deers. You ever see a deer? They were just standing there, minding their own business, and we just gazed at them. They were just nibbling on some grass, looking up, down, nibbling on the grass, looking up. We're just like, Check out those fucking deer over there. And they were just living their life. That was, they were just being animals in the wild. And we got to witness real animals in the wild. A real wild bunch of deer. There was a chunky one I called Chonker. <laughs> and then there was two other ones. Maybe babies, maybe teens, you know, maybe two dainty ladies, you don't know, you didn't see the fucking deers I saw, and then they they ran away from my car, and then we went closer, and I think I saw four, four of them, it went from three to four, and I was just watching them in their natural way of being, just in the world, just how they naturally are. Just like somebody could be watching how I naturally am. Which is kind of by listening to this, you're hearing how I naturally am. Kind of. Although this has a beginning and an end. <laughs> and it's only a certain period of time. You're kind of hearing how I naturally am. The more, the deeper you drift into this and the more I speak, there's more words to be heard by you. Is the least meaningful thing anyone's ever said. I don't know if you're tantalized by these tales, but thinking about shortening this one because we're still on vacation and stopping to do work to entertain a select few maybe isn't the best thing to do. But I'm feeling pretty good about it, especially my voice is so sexy right now, right? <laughs> God, my throat is all fucked up. I, I might be allergic to something. The, okay, we're continuing the plot summary. Uh, the evening with Jake's parents turns out to be unpleasant and scary. They ask her awkward quest questions, and she sees unsettling things, like a picture of Jake as a child that looks as if he could be her. During the long drive home, Jake decides to stop for something sweet, at a Dairy Queen. Oh, this is the book. Ah, uh, okay. The movie, they stop at a Tulsi town, but they probably couldn't get the licensing by Dairy Queen. The narrator is exhausted and wants to get home, but reluctantly agrees. She recognizes one of the girls that works at the Dairy Queen. Oh, there's going to be spoiler alerts. So if you plan on seeing the movie, turn it off. This is a complete spoiler of the movie. Actually, right now as you contemplate what you're going to do, I'm going to eat some cheese. 
Okay. You ready? <laughs> but reluctantly agrees. She recognizes one of the girls that works at the Dairy Queen, but can't pinpoint why. After getting back on the road, Jake wants to dispose of the cups from their ice drinks at a nearby high school. It is snowing in the middle of the night and the school is deserted. After disposing of the cups, he starts making out with her in the car in front of the school but stops when he sees the janitor watching them from one of the windows furious jake leaves her alone in the car and enters the school building to confront him so so far this lines up with the movie perfectly <laughs> it's perfect with the movie this wikipedia summary of the book is perfect with the movie. Oh, the book was only 224 pages. And the movie was two hours and 14 minutes of straight snooze and turn. <laughs> no, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It was real pretentious shit, but it was fine, you know? Questions about life and pretty people and oldness and relationships, you know? You know, all stuff that I think about. So actually, movie A+. Movie is now an A+. So take that to the bank and sell it to the bank. <laughs> okay. Take that to the bank and sell it to the bank. I was just looking at the levels. Now, I think that might have got a little hot there. I'm definitely going to need to check out 14. Let me write this down. Guys, what's your favorite number? Mine's seven. Uh, seven is my lucky number. Seven plus seven. I didn't fart. Seven plus seven is 14. 14 is what it makes. 14 is what is great. All right, guys. Continue with the story plot line. After a long wait in the cold car, Jake's girlfriend, scared and worried, goes looking for him. She searches the long corridors in the main building, then realizes she's being followed. Believing it to be the, the janitor, she tries to hide and quickly gets lost. Jake's girlfriend relives, relives traumatic childhood experiences of a neighbor visiting her mother and threatening to take her away. Uh, she's terrified and wishes she had ended things with Jake. Then she remembers where the gym is. Sorry, I was going to check around outside to see what's going on around there. You know, it's so quiet in the country night. Could be all kinds of things going on. <laughs> uh, open to find out. Okay. She's terrified and wishes she had ended things with Jake. Then she remembers where the gym is, even though she has never been to the school before. She makes her way there, hoping to find a way out, but becomes confused as to who she is. She starts to physically deteriorate and is unable to see herself separate from Jake. After a while, she discovers that she and Jake are the same person. 
They make their way to the janitor's room and climb in the closet. Jake becomes the narrator and recalls how he wished he had given her his phone number that trivia night in the pub, but was too shy. He hoped to meet her again, but this never happened, so he wrote about her. He had to make it real. The janitor finds them in his room. He gives her wait, he gives her a metal clothes hanger from the closet and says, I'm thinking of ending things. She agrees, strains the hanger out, and stabs herself in the neck with a sharp end. As she bleeds out, he says, A single unit back to one, me, only me, Jake alone again. What? The fucking movie was way different than this shit. <laughs> was that in, was that engraving dialogue of me just reading the plot summary? This is this is actually Spark Notes for uh, the. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. All right, what does this last little line say here? Many of the chapters of the book are separated by a conversation between two strangers who discuss a horrific incident that occurred at the school near the end of the book is revealed that they are talking about Jake. Jake was a student who dropped out of college 30 years ago and was employed at the school as a janitor. They talk about how he came from a farm and that his parents had died long ago. The note uh, how withdrawn and disturbed he became and that he used to spend much of his time on his own writing in notebooks. They discuss the discovery of his body and the notebooks, but it's only when they read them that they understand what happened. Yeah. The movie's real different. Sorry, I'm always looking around. It's like an ominous night. <laughs> God, so much of this is just me reading fucking summaries of this movie. And then now I'm just all paranoid. Probably paranoid from all the drugs I took. Things are probably fine. I got a new sweatshirt from Target. <laughs> I don't know why I'm breaking off into that. This is a real, this is a real wild one. This one has a lot of. I'm gonna let's reflect on everything that's been said so far. I've talked about deers for a minute. You you got to hear about deers. What do I hear out there? <laughs> Um, if you just listen to this, doesn't it sound scary? How I'm talking like this, how I'm worried. Can you get a little scared of me just scampering in your ear like, I'm so worried right now. Shouldn't you be worried too? <laughs> Shouldn't we all just be a little bit worried? But yeah, no, the movie was way different than how this fucking book was. It had a lot of the similar shit, but I guess it, it started to become about something else. I don't know, it was a long shit that was like, I think it was more just so that the the author could have his poems be said in a story. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big poems in this, you know, you ever read a nice poem? You ever, let me look up the best poems real quick. I think that's how we should end this. I should just read some of the best poems. This has been, I, I don't want to have to fill in with words, you know what I mean? I just like to read right from the, uh, I like to read someone else's words. Like, I don't, I'm tired of having my own material. That's why I read this freaking Wikipedia plot summary of I, I'm thinking of ending things. 
Ah, shit. Okay, let me see. The Red Wheelbarrow by William Carlos Williams. Okay, ooh, it's a short poem. These are deep words. The Red Wheelbarrow by William Carlos Williams. So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rain water beside the white chickens. That one's impactful. <laughs> that one is impactful. I've never heard such a wonderful poem with such few words. Let me read it again. So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. <sighs> I don't even want to begin to tell you what this poem means to me. Because frankly, I don't know why I keep looking outside being like, something's going to strike. I've been watching too many fucking movies where it's just like monsters start off and like <laughs> monsters. I'm worried about monsters. <laughs> I'm worried about monsters showing up to this tiny little town. <laughs> That's silly. I've been such a silly, silly city boy for so long. It's funny that like, I like being alone, but like... It is it's weird being alone, you know, all the time. <laughs> I'm not alone right now. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you spend a lot of time alone and you watch enough movies, don't you start to get a little scared scampering around in your life? You're just scampering around real nervous and like... <laughs> God, I need to eat more cheese, to be honest. Because this is going to be... This is a fan favorite. This is a fan favorite episode. If you've... If you're one of the many few, many few, that have listened before, this one is a fan favorite. That was a fart. And I'm sorry, I had to eat cheese and now, and now I'm ripping wet ones all night. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to read another poem. We're in it for the poetry. We will always be it for the poetry. Mm. Okay. Hmm. T.S. Eliot, The Wasteland. Ah, it's kind of long. Let's not do that one. I know the road not taken. That's a good one. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking the road less traveled. That's really my move. I travel less on this road. I take the road less traveled. Sorry, it's just so weird. Being in nature right now. I've been inside. Inside a fucking city. Worried about coronavirus and now I'm out in the country and I'm worried about killer crocs <laughs> crocodiles coming out to get me now it's just my paranoia is on fleek alright Gwandal Brooks we real cool alright this is a short one 
We real cool. We left school. We lurk late. We strike straight. We sing sin. We thin gin. We jazz June. We die soon. Damn. Damn, poetry just hits so hard. Just sends a striking stab through your heart. You feel lost with emotion and unjust feelings. Oh, this one was called The Pool Players, Seven at the Golden Sh- Shovel. Oh, wait. The name of the poem is We Real Cool. The first line is the pool player seven at the golden shovel. And then it's all that we cool shit. Frankly, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love poetry. It's, it really makes, it makes a life so perfect and round. If you can recite lines of poetry to one another. How striking. How striking a man you are to write such romantic poetry. So much literature and word will be bringing you to an existence worthwhile. God, I wish I could give you guys cheese. <laughs> wish I could give you guys all some cheese. Um, yeah, what was it? Was I, uh, I'm, I'm hanging, there's a dog I'm with. <laughs> a very pretty pooch. He's the talk of the town, you know. He's at the front of the newspaper. Heary, heary. Hear all about the prettiest pooch in town. <laughs> he's, a, he's a show winner. He's a pretty pooch. Everyone stops to see this pooch and give him a pet. Everyone really loves this pooch. He's a very pretty pooch that I'm with right now. You know, you like it. You like, you know. I was just thinking about like, you know, the Westminster Dog Show, how it breaks it down by breed. Uh, what about mixed breed dogs? Pretty racist Westminster Dog Show, don't you think? Aren't we trying to not be racist, Westminster Dog Show? <laughs> I figure, I, I, if you haven't understood a lot of the concept of this, is me filling time with useless ad libs. So, like, that, that little Mish Westminster dog show, like me saying it so slow, I just know that's taking seconds away from this. I'm fucking, I'm fucking bulldozing time onto this. I'm fucking riffing out of my ass. Dude, the, three days ago, I ate three hot dogs. Don't fuck with me, okay? <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah, you know, I try to think of other bits I was thinking of. Let me let me check out my phone here. Let me check out my phone. Let me check out my phone. Just the ramblings of a man who keeps staring outside. How cool does that sound? Uh, what if DuckTales was actually Duck Trails? Something I got here. Um, like chemtrails, except set off by ducks. You know, like quacking on. <laughs> Right, Quagginon or Q-A-A-C? That's pretty good. And it's like, rather than like duck tails, woohoo, it's like duck trails, cam trails, or something like that. These are just ideas I'm working with. Uh, 
Uh, oh, another idea I was having. You know, people like people in like the like you're like a fat person with a fat person in a relationship, <laughs> or you're like a skinny person with a skinny person in a relationship, or like people like like or if there's like two handicapped people, like two vegetables, and the, their beds are next to each other. Like, look at the nice couple. You know, people like that shit. That's funny. You know, just that general that I that concept is we want your physical equivalent to be with your physical equivalent i mean then i was thinking like people don't like when like a uh, fat guys with a with a hot chick or they, they don't not necessarily like it but they'll they'll make fun of the dude but if it's the other way around like they'll empower the fat lady if the dude's a hunkster you know that's just how it works that's just how fucking shit works that's just the gender shit i guess the gender shit and how it breaks down. I just really rushed through those thoughts. Uh, but it makes sense, you know. You gotta be tough on the boys. Nice to the gals. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, but I'm on vacation, you know. I might go boating. Or uh, hiking. I haven't even gone hiking. I'm in the fucking woods. We went out into the woods a little bit. Me and my gal. And uh, that was great. Did a little drug ruskies Watched a little fucking. We watched some fucking football. Some nice American football. Where uh, there were no fans in the stands. But they still plugged in noise to make it feel like the real experience for the players. So, all in all, great experience. But I'm trailing off, guys. I hope there was some couple funny. I gotta get one more riff in me. Riffman. I'm a riffman. Oh, I was thinking about what does Netflix stand for? Never ever tell Frederick Lawrence I xylophone. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a banger. Okay. I'm at Matt Miller Real on Twitter. And Instagram, uh, Matt Miller Comedy on YouTube. I'm on TikTok. I'm on some other shit. Thank you. Subscribe to my YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. I love you all. This was a whispery episode. Goodbye.